CFR Network, CFR News. Shalom, balance, good day, good night, all. Niha, wassalam, namaste, all of the universal greetings. Back, diligently working hard in the lab. I have some local guys with me today. Not too far, a couple hundred miles maybe, or a hundred plus miles away. Um, Thankfully, I have survived the zombie apocalypse. Thank yourself for tuning in, and thank yourself for also surviving the apocalypse. We are here today to enlighten, to edutain, to share, and uh, to have a good old conversation. I welcome to the broadcast the Amish Inquisition. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. Hello. How are we doing, gentlemen? Oh, you know, fair to middling. Get in there. Get in there. That's your your standard answer to that, isn't it? That's the top. That's as high as I can go. <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing well, it. We're doing it for the lads. The lads, lads, yes. lads. Oh yes, glad, glad to hear you survived the zombie apocalypse, noble. Yeah, it was a tough one. It was a very tough one. Um, I have never been a proponent of saying that there is nothing out there. I have always said that there is something out there, um, but the, uh, the, the, the 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 shameful media. The mainstream media and the powers that should have never have been have created something different. Um, so I would reinforce everyone to still wash their hands and be diligent um, as much as possible. Keep your mental health in, in check. Keep your physical health in check. Um, and trust me, you will survive as well if you uh, haven't taken the... Uh, Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, the ma- the magic juice for the old COVID. <coughs> <coughs> the old Jim Jones juice. That's, uh, you know, seems to have miraculously, it's all disappeared from the media now. I don't see any daily death counts or anything, gentlemen. Weird that, isn't it? As soon as no. the war breaks out. It's like uh, ooh, all, it, all it took was a threat of nuclear war. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I got uh, I got a letter through on Friday inviting uh, my kids to come forward for their dose of the magic juice. Good boosted down. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got it actually. Mm. I got the. Uh, I didn't. I got a letter. Was that, from, was that from the NHS directly or? Yes, from the NHS. I got a, a letter wow. and a, a flyer. COVID vaccination for your child, aged 5 to 11. We are writing to you as your child is eligible to be vaccinated against COVID-19. This letter shows you how you can get their first dose of the vaccine. blah de blah blah And then, uh, yeah, some bits of information, a bit about consent, and a flyer telling you all about how wonderful it is. But um, one thing it doesn't say anything about is people <laughs> who've had the virus, because both my kids have... Mm-hmm. Natural immunity now. There's no way that guy is 5 to 11. No, he's at least <laughs> 35, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's not in the age group. He's cheating. Yeah. The, the insanity of it all. I mean, do, guys, do you remember the, uh, the Tamiflu scandal? And mm-hmm. the billions, Ooh, that, yeah. well, millions that was, was... You know that that's still being... They're still paying for it to be stored. 
Yeah, and they <laughs> on just the off chance, and they just don't use it. We played a clip yeah. uh, earlier in the pandemic. Must have been twenty twenty. We played a clip from, I think it was Channel Four, Channel Four News, in the sort of maybe a year after the because that was was that for swine flu or H one N one? Yeah, one swine. of the two. Yeah, and and we played a clip about a news report of the billions at the time. It was billions of pounds of uh, doses that had been stockpiled and were just going to waste. And uh, yeah. I think uh, the Germans were looking at legal action against someone or other. And, and I remember playing the clip and just saying, look, we've just got short memories, haven't we? We know, we know what this is about. And we know why, why, why they, they're so desperate to get it into the Ungans because they've already bought them. They've already mm. bought them, and they have to give them out. Otherwise, they're going to be left with a stockpile that no one wants, and they'll and they'll get pilloried for wasting all our money. Again, again, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hence, we have the theatre. In my humble opinion, I will I will stress of the uh, Ukrainian uh, Russian saga that we have. It's it's very unfortunate. If any. Innocent civilians have been caught up and have their lives have been taken. But this is just absolute madness, what is going on, going on over there. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I've not been following it because I just don't have the energy. And mm-hmm. there is so much... There's propaganda on both sides. And yeah. I, I don't know how you can make any sense of it just by watching our mainstream news, because we know how useless they are. So it seems like you either watch our mainstream news or you watch Russia Today, (laughs) or you watch both and try and pick through it. I mean, I just don't think you're going to get a a truly honest picture either way. So I'm not going to waste any energy on it, to be honest. Although I agree with you, I think it is tragic, and there obviously are people, innocent people who are dying, and Mm -hmm. there's going to be a humanitarian crisis. And what people really aren't talking about is the fallout from this through uh, grain supply and fertilizer uh, and stuff like this. Yes, and, I'm glad you mentioned that. And this this will this will hurt us in a, a bit of inflation, and it could be quite nasty inflation, and we could have f- food shortages. Mm-hmm. But it's really going to fuck over people in the developing world, people Majorly. in in Africa and Asia who are just going to. There, there's a real risk of of massive famine in the developing world because of this. I reckon China will step in and offer offer their yeah yeah in, in, in exchange for some nice contracts for minerals Probably. and then precious <laughs> metals. That's how they do it, yeah. And they they yeah, sure. they've been stockpiling grain for quite a while. Oh. The Chinese, yeah, I don't, it's, it, it's not it, good, is it? <laughs> isn't it? Really, isn't it? It's so unfortunate that you know a, a situation. I mean, let's also add into that the. Propose well the new gas line that's being done, that's going to bypass um, Ukraine, go through the Caspian Sea, etc., link up in in Turkey. No one's necessarily even talking about that element and the control um, of the gas supply. All they're talking about is, oh, your bills are going to go up to maybe two thousand plus pounds, you know, by the end of this year. Oh, we don't know why, but we kind of know why because we're having a, you know, a, a, a little spat over there in Eastern, the Eastern Bloc. 
they're not putting the two and two together to give the, the general members of the public a, a, a little bit more of a clearer understanding of, is this just about territory? Is it that the, the EU wants to have this peace, this further peace encroaching further into the old Soviet Union, the USSR, and have that EU section in there and have the UN there directly in the old former states? Um, or, or is it other things? Well, I mean, you've got Latvia and, and Lithuania, Poland. Well, I think they're already in the, in well, the they EU. Are. Yeah, they are, yeah. Hasn't von der Leyen, Ursula von der Leyen, been making noises about getting Ukraine into the EU? Yes. Uh, which would mean the euro. Exactly. Yeah. And um, this isn't a, a reflection on the Ukrainian people, but it's an incredibly corrupt country as far as the business dealings and the people in power. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how a comedian ends up <laughs> with a fortune of $1.4 or however much he's got, but it's not It's not through his comedy sketches. Is that what? He's got a... He's, he's, pretty, he's a pretty wealthy guy, Zelensky. Why, why, well, I thought, sorry, that he was backed by a billionaire. I'm, I'm sure that's he is. How he got in, that's how he got in power. I've not heard that he has... It was uh, in the it was in the Panama Papers. You remember that scandal a few years ago, right? Okay. Zelensky to do with his yeah. wife and production companies and and squirreling yes. money away offshore. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Okay. So he's yeah, worth but, that much, is he? Well, I don't know the the exact figure. Uh, well, right. probably only he and his wife know because you know <laughs> there's this veil of yeah, you know, um, what would you say? A veil of. Uh, Protection yeah. from the corruption. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how that would work with this country coming into the EU and then presumably the euro? Although that's not a done deal. I think yeah. they usually do some sort of deal where you agree to accept the euro in principle once the economic conditions are, are stable. Yeah. Stay- yeah. So, yeah. good luck <laughs> waiting for that. But, yeah. That's what messed us up joining the Euro, wasn't it? Basically, they panicked. They <coughs> probably, probably made a decent decision at the time, but it sent inflation wild, didn't it, or something? Do you remember in the early 90s when we sort of... Oh, when we had, joined the EU itself? No, when you... We kind of, I can't remember what it was no, called. that was... There's something... That was something EEC. agreement. No, um, Maastricht, no. Yeah, that's it. No, Is it's it that? A, the ERM, yeah. the exchange rate mechanism. Yeah, so you have to like track Germany's basically economic oh, conditions yeah, and that, it fucks up our economy. Well, no, well, it was George Soros who fucked the economy. Oh, right. Okay. He, he shorted the pound, didn't he? And he, he nearly right. made us bust. Right. <laughs> he nearly busted. Good old the George. Yeah, he's, 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 a, he's, he's got form in this regard, playing with currency. I bet he's in rubles. I bet he was buying rubles oh, yeah. when, they were, when they were on the floor a few weeks ago. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And look at his hands. Look at him, him proudly at the. What, I can't remember what meeting he was at, and he was proudly talking about. Oh yes, I I funded Ukraine. I funded them, and I I did stuff, and I made lots of change there in Ukraine. And yes, it was wonderful doing that kind of stuff. It's it's um exhilarating. Well, he's got, he's got to look after his son, hasn't he, Zelensky? <laughs> wow. Have you not seen that meme? There's a meme yeah. with a, a two front-on pitches, Zelensky and George Soros, and they look like father and son. Not saying Ooh. it's true, like, but you know, well, that's <laughs> a good one. Got different that? surnames. Should start that. <laughs> would not be surprised. Would not that be surprised. Uh, yeah. That can be the YouTube uh, 
title. Yeah, the, the thumbnail. Yeah. George, <laughs> yeah, George, George Soros's demon sperm getting everywhere. George Soros's secret son, Zelensky. <laughs> well, it's not too dissimilar to Mr. Je- Jeffrey Epstein, who wanted to, you know, repopulate the world with his semen. Oh, oh, go on! You got to, you got to expound on that, Noble. Okay, so he was involved in this um, a project which he funded, where he was try. He was basically the, the the idea and the ethos was that he wanted to store his semen and basically impregnate hundreds of women with his own semen. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. What a creep. Twilight Zone. What a player. Twilight, yeah. <laughs> he's 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 on he's on these guys, these these entities, I won't even call them human beings, these entities, they have a different mindset. Mm. Yeah. You know, make, making a million, oh what is fiat currency? <laughs> that means nothing. These are just digits digits on a computer screen or, or paper money. What else can ex- in, uh, excite me? I like the way um have you had um, the Mad Hatter on your show, Jeff. No, Jeff Hunt. No. Oh right, I'll, I'll put you in touch with him. He's, he's like a spiritual al- alchemist, and uh, he, he talks about money as being energy transfer. Mm-hmm. So, like yes. you know, you put your your energy into whatever your labour is or your profession, oh, yeah. and you you're, you you exchanging your energy for this fiat currency. And then exactly. when you when you pay that forward, it's the same thing. You know, you're exchanging. It's an energy transfer. Indeed. It's just a really cool way of, of describing it. Because we get focused on, on like ones and zeros on a screen or a bank balance or whatever. And we don't really, we don't really think about what it is and what it means. And it is. It's like you're, it's, it represents your life energy. That you've been recommended. You hit the nail on the head with that because that is exactly what takes place. We are little batteries full of energy. And, you know, through an eight hour day, depending on what your, your profession is, you have to give your energy. And as a, as a reward for you giving your energy, they give you promise to pay the bearer yeah. notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're lucky, it might just be ones and zeros on a screen. Mm. And then, what? Stock market crashed. Yes. Oh no! Oh. You know that pension you've been paying into for thirty years. <laughs> Not yeah. worth so much. Sorry, you should have put it in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh gosh! I remember uh, I was talking to me uh, me uncle a um, couple of years ago, and um, he was in the building trade, and he used to work away. He worked away pretty much all his professional life, and did really well working down London. You see, because you earn twice as much. Mm. But of it's not much. It's not three times as much. Yeah, but it's it's not much of a life, you know. You're away from your family five nights a week, um, and all the rest of it. You miss out on a lot. And he retired, and then there was the two thousand and seven eight crash, and mm-hmm. his, his pension tanked. It was sure. essentially he didn't have enough to retire on anymore, and he had to go back to work. Wow. Um, and I remember him saying, "Put it in if." Put it in property, bricks and mortar. Bricks and mortar, exactly. Bricks and mortar, semi-precious um, metals. Yeah, a Bitcoin. But I'm, I'm with that ethos of sorts. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, but because it's such a complex um, 
minefield of sorts to delay. I haven't actually committed to uh, to dabble in this um, decentralized monetary um, system. You've, I think it's. I think the idea of it's good. You've done a bit, then, my, haven't you? Yeah, I've, I've done a bit. They've dabbled in not Ethereum. Bitcoin, but in in ancillary ones, haven't you? Quite a few. Yeah, Crypto. Ethereum and some of the shit coins. Um, Mana was good. The Decentraland uh, coin um, was worth nothing when I when I bought a few of them, and now it's worth a lot more. Uh, unfortunately, I sold it when it was worth half what it's worth now. But you know, that's what you do. You, you get off yeah. the elevator whenever you feel comfortable. Yeah, crypto uh, crypto kitties. Um, that was the first sort of NFT um, back in the day, two thousand and whatever it was. Can't have been that long ago, surely. I think it was it was pre studio in the back of Phil's garage. So oh, wow, <laughs> twenty seventeen, maybe in the before Five times. Years? Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying you bought them then. <clears throat> yeah, double. I, ha- I, I have a concern, and I guess it, it's for some for some, for the people who are really into crypto and stuff. They may have a very simple work around this, but just knowing how the powers that should have never have been are, and they know the the, the power in which individuals are having by utilizing these alternative cryptocurrencies, not just Bitcoin, for instance. And now they're trying themselves to create one in America, um, one over here as well. They're talking about it very frequently. Canada now as well. Yes, but not just the, the fact that it's a cryptocurrency. They want to link it to all types of other parts of your your life um so based upon all that i say that to say when the grid goes down which i think is going to be a a, a, i don't know when but i'm pretty sure we're going to be having power shortages and stuff like that for some explicit reason i have no idea um but when the power goes down how do we access the, the cryptocurrency yeah pulling leaves off trees at that point (laughs) (laughs) this is it and at that point you have to go back to very rudimentary bartering and selling and exchange of services for goods etc etc there's not going to be computers and okay i'll just give you half a bitcoin for, for this car or for whatever no you've got to physically give me something for this how about a hug (laughs) Hug <laughs> and a kiss that will suffice from a young lady, yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> you're the oldest profession. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're exactly. you're absolutely right, and we're, we've been seeing like rolling blackouts in California, I think, haven't we? Not mm-hmm. in the not too decent about, uh, Texas. Texas last year had a major problem with mm-hmm. power cuts. Um, some... New York, it seems to happen all the time, doesn't it? Like yeah. uh, excess demand. <laughs> And we're we're going to be more reliant on electricity, particularly in this country. The the big push is to get us off ga- gas and uh, fossil fuels, and people don't seem to have worked out that one that the grid is not going to take everyone having no. electric cars. It's just not well, not going to happen. The fallacy of electric vehicles. I think they're wonderful. I think they're wonderful in regards to like how, you know, the, the nought to 60s and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I guess, you know, environmentally, it's not pumping out toxic fumes. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that's a good thing. But 
where does electricity come from? This yeah. is what the the average sheep and lemming. This is this thing. It just comes out of the ether, and it, it's all Tesla, <laughs> Nikolai Tesla, and he's got like this, these these balls in certain places, and he's just getting energy. But because they've had to make the infrastructure, we have to actually pay for the free energy. I think that's what they really think. That they, they don't know that they've got coal plants burning coal to produce electricity. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? I think the other thing as well is you know. Um, I'm just, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, you know, whether to buy or what it would be cost, cost in an environmental sense for me to buy a new electric car. If you like taking into account sort of like the mining for what goes in a, a lithium, yeah, lithium battery. batteries. So like, it's obviously, uh, is it nickel that goes in it and stuff? Yeah, um, nickel is in it as well. So all the sort of the mining for that, the transportation of sort of the minerals, the refining of the minerals, um, you know, I assume the car is made from aluminium or something. So, you know, mining that or wherever it's sort of processed from versus um, continuing to run my, um, what is it now? 17-year-old Honda Jazz. Wow. <laughs> What's the, you know, in terms of like the environmental cost of me burning a less efficient unleaded petrol engine versus... Um, you know, buying this brand new car with all, it's got to be shipped from probably the other side of the world if it's not made in the UK or whatever, and then all the other stuff that goes into it. Definitely. I mean, do people think about it from that perspective as well? How much, how many tons of carbon go into actually manufacturing their car? All the workers driving their cars to the factory to make your new car. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. If you think about it from that perspective, how many tons of carbon are in making a new car and then how long does it take for you to then um, earn that carbon back, basically driving an electric car? So how many tonnes of carbon are you putting into the atmosphere burning unleaded petrol or diesel? It's time to buy a second-hand Ford Mustang, whatever (laughs) whatever size engine you want, man, because whatever (laughs) whatever it is, it's going to be less... Uh, sorry, more environmentally friendly than buying a new yeah. electric car. Well, it's mm. like they had this scrappage scheme a few years ago where people yeah. scrapped perfectly good <laughs> cars that were running fine for the three grand to get a, to, to buy a new car. And it, three grand. It's not, yeah. not about the environment, is it? It's about selling new cars. And then we, we've seen the thing mm. with the HP. Like with mobile phones, people buy cars that they can't <laughs> afford who, who wouldn't be able to buy outright, but, oh, it's it's £400 a month, I can just about scrape that. So yeah. everyone's mm. driving around in new cars. It's like, when I were a kid, no, I didn't know anyone who got a new car. No. No. We, we certainly never had one. It's like, you, you used to lose 30% just driving it off the forecourt. Off the forecourt, <laughs> exactly, yeah. and they changed the model of that. Remember, remember in the olden days... A little bit after they, they, they invented the wheel. <laughs> yeah. But when, when, when people would actually buy cars with cash, cash money. Yeah. With cash. Fancy <laughs> the 20s. <laughs> Not go in and talk about um, PCP. Yeah. Um, Which is what horse what tranquilizer. James, yeah, that's what James Brown <laughs> went on, weren't it? <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> oh. 
It's like angel dust. It's It's the subscription model, though, isn't it? Everything is going yeah. towards a rental kind of subscription model. You'll own nothing, and you will be happy about it. Oh, this is the dream. Mean to segue into that. This is the <laughs> this is the globalist wet dream that you're there in your little box in your population center. You won't buy anything. It's like oh, I need a whisk. You're gonna go onto Amazon, and some little drone will come and, and wench you a whisk, it and might it'll be even just too, be attached. You know, it'll come and whisk whatever you want. Yeah, but go away again. <laughs> why buy a brand new whisk for ten imperial credits when I can rent one for one imperial credit for the day? Yeah. Oh, it makes the, so much sense. It's, a, yeah. it's the dream. You'll own nothing, and you'll fucking love it. You'll love it, and you want more. You'll ask for more. You'll ask for more. I want more of nothing. How do I get more of nothing? <laughs> I want more. I want it more, though. Uh, yeah. Well, we played the clip last week of that property developer from uh, Toronto, whose company yeah. has it's a it's traded on the New York Stock Exchange. This guy's com- company, and, he, and they own thirty thousand houses in in the United States. And he's there saying, "Well, you know, the millennials." They don't want to own a house. It's it's too much hassle. They just want to be able to move into one of our managed properties with everything provided. I was like, mm. fuck me, man. No, that's... Well, I mean, this is something quite... Maybe this is unique to the UK. I guess attitudes on the continent are a bit different. There's more of a renting culture on the continent, would you mm. agree? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes, I would agree. But I think that has... <sighs> I think that's happened over a period of time, though. I think historically, people have always owned, I think, probably in the last maybe 20, 30 years, tops, real top ends, especially over in in mainland Europe, where people are like, oh, I'm going to take the responsibility of myself, make someone else rich. I mean, let's just think about it. A mortgage, average mortgage, I don't know, let's just say the mortgage is costing you let's say 800 pounds, the mortgages, you're going to get someone in and they're going to be paying 1,600 pounds or maybe 1,200 pounds. So there's a, you know, by year five, they've pretty much taken a huge chunk out of that person's mortgage. Even if if it's even in the mortgageable states, they probably have even paid it off. So this is just free money where this person is just like, yeah, I'll okay, I'll get the boiler serviced, I'll get the electricity checked every five years. Don't mash up my house though, and make sure you pay me on time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird, it's a weird scenario. It's a very weird scenario for some. It might, it, it can work, and unfortunately for the the, the youngsters, like the twenty-one year olds, that you know, the, the, this that's the model. You don't buy things. You, 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 I mean, you lease your trainers. Really? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see. Lease I've, I've trainers? Seen, yeah. I've seen these. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> for hiring shoes and outfits and stuff, yeah. Oh, I remember hiring suits. I, I used to hire a suit because, well, you know, yeah. you only wore one, one like once a year, if that. No, you Every time you're in court. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was just going to say, though, I think like in this country, you know, there was a big push, wasn't there, in sort of like the early 80s for people to for the right to buy, wasn't there, by sort of like Thatcher and her government. And yeah. I think that's where perhaps the mentality has been, you know, to for, for people in the UK to own their own property is definitely sort of built upon from then. And I think then, you know, the expectation is that you should 
be able to kind of afford your own place, you know, once you're kind of uh, working full time and in some parts of the country, that's not possible, is it? You know, because of the kind of property prices and whatnot. Um, and I think that's where it causes a problem, isn't it? When you have sort of a, a cultural expectation that you should be able to do something, but the economy wouldn't necessarily allow you. But, you know, if all these people kind of who couldn't afford a house were willing to move to Burnley, you can pick up a terrace yeah. house there for like 10 grand. So, you know, you'd be fine. Exactly. Exactly. The further north you go from the alleged <laughs> capital of, the, of, of, you know, the UK, um, the cheaper the house prices are. It's, yeah. They've got like a lot of Londoners, unfortunately, bless them. They're, they're, <laughs> If they're stuck, they're like really stuck. They think that living in concrete and and like just oh, I can just walk and I'm here and all of the nightclubs are here and you know I'm in an old. I mean, thirty years ago, this was a council property, but it's been sold to a developer, and they've just put a new front door on there, and I'm paying two and a half grand a, a month for the privilege. Mm-hmm. That's that that you get yourself a mortgage up in in in, in Birmingham, in Derby, in Nottingham, right. in Manchester, a nice property for, for that kind of money. Well, yeah, you would get a very nice property here for two and a half grand a month. Yeah, um, but I think that's the thing is like you know if you end up paying that amount of rent, then it's very easy for you to kind of get stuck, I suppose, because you don't have the excess to save. I, I yes. Good point. Good, but you ask. You also have. It's a very technological age in yeah. worlds. There are people earning a, a, a ton load of money, but they think that being in London is the be all and end all. Yeah, I suppose it's that, isn't it? As well, moving away, new surroundings, new start. It's it's challenging. I mean, I personally wouldn't move from from Brom and and go to London to live. I mean, mm. I guess if I had like a a, a goal or a, like work-wise that if I went to London, like my work would exponentially grow then uh, possibly. But again, that's a huge sacrifice to, to leave your family and stuff. But well, sometimes you have to sacrifice. What, what about to go on The Apprentice? Would you not move down there to go on The Apprentice? <laughs> I'd love it. You know, I've, I've thought about that back in the, <laughs> back in the day going on, on the old Apprentice and stuff. Um, it's fun, man. Yeah. It's funny. You can imagine that, you know, they're filming like 15 hour days and stuff. They got cameras shoved in their face. <laughs> Plus the producers fucking with them all day. Absolutely. Yeah. You just edit it down to the most stupid bits for <laughs> yes. our entertainment, yeah. which I salute. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. But again, I think for the right mind, The Apprentice is really good. It gives someone like, like a, a potentially you could give people like a drive to say, actually, wait a minute, maybe I could start making cakes and, <laughs> yeah. you know, from my kitchen and make an Instagram page. And, you know, cause I do make nice cakes and, and, and cupcakes and cookies and all that kind of stuff. And you start off small and based upon the quality of your, your product and your service, this may turn into an actual business where you can actually buy a premises and be a fully fledged cake person. Absolutely. It drives innovation and, and kind of uh, entrepreneurial thinking, perhaps, which is you know, a, benefit, a benefit, certainly. Yeah. It, it truly is. But here's the, oxy, here's, here's, here's the oxymoron. You've got entrepreneurs all fighting to get a 
contract to work for someone. Yeah. Yeah. To work for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I've, never, oh. I've never realized that before. Yeah. To be subsumed into his corporate empire. For a measly £150,000, is it? It's yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll look after you, though, won't I? You know. Like Dragon's Den's like that. We'll, we'll give you. We know you only want to give five percent of your company away, but we'll give you like half the money you desperately need for all of your business <laughs> and all your future ideas. I like that when they do that one. Oh, your oh IP, all yeah, your yeah. IP belong to us. <laughs> yeah, wonders of, of money. Eh? I actually watched a TV program this week. Was it? Okay, was now. it about Maxwell? Is it on VHS? No, it's currently the number one show on Netflix. Savile. I watched the first episode of the Savile documentary. Yeah, I watched, oh. it, I watched it last night, actually, yeah. Andy Savile <laughs> from North End, 1998, is it? No. Me and my wife had a cosy night in, put on the old first episode <laughs> of the, the Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Oh, Jimmy Savile, as the Americans would say. Jimmy Savile. Yeah, Savile. Oof, yeah, good one. Have you seen it, Noble? No, I wasn't even aware such a documentary was being made. I only heard about it on another podcast I was listening to, or on on Discord or something. So uh, yeah, I, I checked it out last night. Is it as good as the Louis Theroux? Um, well, I'm only one episode deep, and well, it's it's creepy, man. Well, I don't. This is what bugs me: is that like. He was such an obvious creep. Yeah, how did no one know? Maybe well, okay, wait a did. minute, wait a minute, guys, wait a minute, guys. <laughs> is he an obvious creep to adults or is he an obvious creep to children? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> because as a child growing up, I went, I went to the right letter and go and bloody Jim will fix it, man. Get one of those medals. They talk about the show and how he was like a cross between Jesus and Father Christmas. <laughs> and that he would make these miracles happen for children. Yeah. You write a letter, like to writing a letter to Santa Claus, and then he would make these miracles happen. And it's like, fuck. I know someone who was on it. Family, a family friend. Really? Yep, and uh, in our me and my, when me and my brother used to share a room, we had these built uh, wardrobes that were built into the wall, and uh, there was like a little ice cream tub on the bottom on the floor of the wardrobe with some like uh-huh. keepsake type things in it. Mm-hmm. And in this box, we had a Jim fixed it for me. Get this wow. soap on a rope. <laughs> so no, no, but that was real popular in in, in those times. Soap <laughs> on a rope was real popular. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't actually use one, but I did remember <laughs> seeing them in the shops. So a friend of our family, the daughter, was on the show, and it seems that when you went on, you got like a goodie bag to take home with you, and some of the some of the gifts were soaps on a rope. So our house ended up with one. So that's my like seven. What's it? Seven something of separation. Seven degrees Dream. of separation. Yeah, from yeah. Uh, the vile fucking creep. <laughs> I mean, okay, Alistair Crowley or Jim will fix it. Who's the Who's the worst? <laughs> oh, Jim, Jim. I've got to go, Jim, because of oh. I don't know what Crowley did physically. He, I think he, he uh, one of his daughters died through neglect. I think that's the worst <laughs> thing I've I've read about really old Alistair. Yeah. Ooh. Would you know he more just, about his crimes, Noble? 
He did some real interesting things. I mean, the most bizarre thing for me was him having um, illicit sex with two women. I think one was underage, and this was for a a 24-hour period or something. Have you guys heard about this? He was having, he basically had wanted to climax like as many times as possible. This this is just weird. Um, in a twenty four hour period, just constantly, constantly, just like 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 doing weird stuff. Oof. And he had a proclivity for you know young boys as well. And that's an, that was another thing that um, do what thou will will be the whole law. Mm. So anything that is deemed socially acceptable, you go against that because that is personal uh, liberation, spiritual liberation, and that is giving you, getting you closer to the, allegedly, according to his writings, the oneness. Jeez, I didn't know he was doing underage stuff, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. this dude was huge. That's why they called him the damn beast. He's, uh, it, it was, he went to a very high-end school, uh, <laughs> so, Helen just oh, yeah. said he, he also ate poop. He did eat poo. Yeah, like a poo yeah. cake was made <laughs> as Ooh. part of this ritual. <laughs> uh, You're not going to get on the apprentice with that. Yeah. <laughs> Alistair fixed it for me. <laughs> I think, I mean, if you think about it, um, I think there would be a good match with the, the most belligerent hedgehog in the world, a.k.a. Um, Sir Alan Sugar. <laughs> and Alistair Crowley, I think they would make a, you know, AC and Amstrad, like... <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Lamb. Do you remember Lamb? The, 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 the extraterrestrial, what we class as extraterrestrial now... But he had that lamb spirit that he um, communicated with. What? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, and sugar. No, that was Nick Hewitt, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was Tony Blair's wife, I'm sure it was. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry. Uh. Oh, who, who is, who's the lamb spirit? Yeah. So, Alistair Crowley allegedly channeled a spirit called Lamb. And he, the depiction of Lamb is an extraterrestrial which we know of today, minus the big eyes. I drew, yeah, there were some drawings, weren't there, I think? Yes. He did so much stuff. Obviously, he's, there's, there's links with Alistair Crowley and Helen Blavatsky, um, John D. He went to the same school as John Dee as well. Jack Dee's brother. <laughs> Whoa. Now, what? this must be some sort of private um, grammar yes. school or something, is it? Exactly. Exactly. I can't remember. I think he might even be called Highfields, possibly. Right. I was doing some research about um, Crowley and the, the co-option or co-opting of the, these so-called movements that we've had through through time from the the peace and love the the psychedelics the you know the the, the beatniks the all the, the punk scene all of that all of these stuff and then you when you start you dig deeper and deeper and deeper and you look at like how did these movements start where did they start from were they funded you know, because you, you, you're thinking about it, or anti-war movements, the Black Power movement with the, the Black Panthers who initially started off being very 
um, community focused in regards to school programs, food, food for the children and stuff. And then all of a sudden they get linked up with this guy, um, Michael Oko or whatever his name is, part of some yellow faction representing China. Started feeding them all sorts of drugs, um, sorry, guns. And that's when you start to see this militarized Black Panther Party. It's just like everything you thought you knew, <laughs> you, you didn't know. You don't know. You really don't know. Do you think there's some sort of hidden hand that's um, manipulating or, or maybe starting these uh, what appear to be social movements and then manipulating them as they go? Exactly. For a purpose. It's, it's duality, isn't it? It's to put people into boxes. It's, it's, it's you, 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 are you part of the ink, the ink crew, the ink crowd, or are you one of the goths and emos? You know, we, we've got a place for everybody. You don't need to conform to one back. Let's go back to the early 19th century. There was diversity to a point, but generally 2.1 children married, children, you know, working hard. That, that's what you did. That's what everyone did apart from the minority, who some would be drunks and homeless, et cetera, et cetera. But generally, everyone was trying their best to just be the best person that they can be. Following that that model, they fractured that constantly, constantly fracturing it, killing JFK, the, the, the uh, Hiroshima, Yakasaki, the, 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 uh, the uh, Iran-Contra, you can see all of these things. You can see the movements against them. We can fast forward to now to, to Black Lives Matter, and we know exactly who f- who's funding that. <laughs> is it, is it so- our mate Soros again? Yeah, our mates, Mr. Soros, the devil's son-in-law. I love this Illuminati shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, even that, the, the, these, I don't necessarily like to use, you know, um ups and Bavarian Illuminati mm. terminology. This is all this is all like cartoon stuff. The the, the people like the Pizos and you know John the, the Ford Foundation, the Rockefeller, yeah, of course they have had a major hand in a lot of different bits and pieces. But who's behind them? Who's poking them in the ribs and saying, oh wait, well, whoa, 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 I don't like that. You need to do it this way. There's always a chain, isn't it? There, there has to exactly. be a chain. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I'm just thinking uh, the podcast we did the other week, and uh, what's the name of the guest? Um, fucking hell, we were talking about Klaus Schwab and ESG and all that. Oh, Mark, Mark, Malone, Mark Malone. Oh, Mark Malone, he was saying, like, uh, the Rothschilds were the, the next layer up after the Rockefellers. Have you ever looked into this 13 family stuff? The 13 families, yes, indeed. And and you know what? Again, that's that's base level. Well, it's not base level. It's 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 pretty high up in regards to the pyramidical order. But for the for, for us, well, not for us, let's remove us from, from the phrase the phrase or the terms. For the lay, that is the be all and end all. Like people will say Freemasonry and and the Illuminati. They're running the whole thing. They're doing everything. Hmm. We've got the Club of Rome. We've got the Council of Foreign Relations. We've got the Trilateral Commission. We've got the... We've got so many... The, the Tavistock Institute. We've got yeah. Cambridge Analytica. 
who are funding these corporations and you know, these think tanks, these NGOs? Mm. Does a lot of it go to Vanguard and BlackRock and State Street? Yes. They're buying land like you would not believe. Well, we were talking Property. about this the other day, weren't we? About Well, about Bill Gates, because that story came out last year, I think, about him being buying up all the farmland. And um, our initial reaction was back at the time, well, that's like meat food production is buying. And then we, we twigged. It's it's carbon capture. Carbon, that's it. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Plant, plant all these fast-growing conifers and then trade trade the carbon credits. That's what, yes. that's what he's investing in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not stupid. I mean, look at his model. How did... Apart from stealing intellectual property and stuff, and we, you know, we're not going to necessarily get into that. I mean, if 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 you don't know, Bill Gates wasn't really the brains behind Microsoft. Then I don't know what world you're you're, you're living in. Mm. But the model is the subscription basis. He was the one who started this with the discs, with the physical disc. You right. can't do anything without these physical discs, and then we, you're going to have updates for your Windows ninety five periodically yeah and office like office now you 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 don't get a disc you've got to subscribe for the annual plan 70 quid a year or whatever it is Mm yeah yeah it's funny i was watching my uh i've got a 10 year old and he loves watching stuff on youtube and i try and be quite careful with what he's watching and um i walked in the other day and on the tv he was watching this youtuber and he's some sort of like STEM engineering based content creator. He's like a guy in his sort of mid thirties, late thirties. And he makes these contraptions and the video he was watching, this guy had built like, imagine like Ninja Warrior, but for squirrels in his backyard. Oh yes. And it was like a 20 minute video and it was fascinating. You know, he was like slowing down the video, seeing what these squirrels could do and like uh, explaining different but it's like they they can't fall to their death, squirrels. Oh they, yes, they can yes. fall from any height. Always mm-hmm. land on the feet, and he does oh, the super like slow mo. <laughs> and he does the super slow mo and shows how explains how they do it and and all this. And and it was really interesting, like cool video. And I got into it. It was great. And, that sounds. Uh, oh, sorry. Continue. Well, I went out the room, and then I came back maybe <laughs> half an hour later, and he was watching another video by the same content creator. And he was testing his various kinds of fake meat with Bill Gates. Oh, get out. What? And they were talking about climate change and how we need to stop eating beef. We need to eat. And so at tea time, we had my my famous spaghetti and meatballs. And my 10-year-old says, Dad, next week, could we try um, plant-based meatballs? (laughs) (laughs) Good old! That's how long it takes to program the minds of the young. I said, Aldi, yes. don't, I said, Aldi don't do him. Sorry. <laughs> well, you're lucky he didn't say, Dad, I want the insects well, feeding me that shit at school. I want it at home as well. If you'd have stopped the, the, vid- the first video, you'd have said, can we have squirrel balls next week? <laughs> Maybe you should make him watch Blade Runner, Phil. I'd sort him out and get to work. See the, the protein farm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, let's go one bear. Soylent Green. Soylent Green, green yeah. <laughs> it's Soylent Green. 
Uh, it just shows wow. you how like careful you have to be with your kids and what content they they watch because they don't call it programming for nothing. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, and we also need to be careful with the words we use. Ah, uh, this is I have a problem with this because I'm so careless. What do you, explain it's, what you mean by choosing your well, words? Well, if if we think about spells witches they you know witches and warlocks they cast spells which is letters put together which create form words so if i was to if i'm going to disrespect a woman what word would i use come that's one we could also there's a b word as well right yep blonde <laughs> well depending on what color hair she's Apologies. got <laughs> So a female dog is a is a word that you would use to disrespect a woman, right? Yeah. Historically, historically. Now we fast forward to the Gregorian year of 2022, and women, unfortunately, embrace that term and will use the term like as a, a term of endearment. Like, I am a bad female dog. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Right? Is that not so taking we, it back though? Yeah, I think that's that's isn't taken. that reappropriation of the or yeah. Well, I do not buy that. No, okay. I mean women's feb, you know, liberation and all that. Women, yeah. I mean, look what happened with that. So women's women's liberation, burning bras and and all that kind of stuff. And the promotion was, we want to be, we want equality. And equality is going to look like us having unprotected sex and having no consequences apart from obviously getting pregnant, if you're going to do that, and maybe catching diseases. But we should be able to do that because it's women's liberation. It was a sexual liberation, it's a women's liberation. That's what it was. It was, it was, no, we're not just going to do missionary anymore. I want to do, <laughs> I want to do the most depraved things possible. I've seen it on the cinema. <laughs> Betty told me about it. It wasn't about, oh, I want to work. Some of it was, don't get it twisted. There was something about, you know, taxation for women. That's why it, the main thing was pushed to allow women to mm. do what they were doing. Taxation. Um, so then after the, the words that we have power, so we've established that some people and some women will say, yes, I use the term bitch because I'm taking the power away from its negative connotations, even though the term bitch means female dog. Okay. So then we have kid, baby goat, Mm. but it's accepted to call our children baby goats. It's accepted for women to call each other a baby pig and call them a babe. <laughs> oh, it's okay, babe. You're right, babe. Yeah. How's it going, doc? <laughs> You're right, ah, doc. <laughs> See, so, so we, we, all of these slang terms that we were, we're, we're holding and we're, we're it's empowering or it's just, it's not even hold, it's not even empowering. It's just a term, a term of endearment. These are all animal terms. Like, you know, a cute little baby rabbit bunny. Okay. That, yeah, you know, there's nothing, 
there's nothing too crazy about that. But are we calling each other Bonnie? Hey, cute little Bonnie, <laughs> how you doing today? <laughs> it's it's dogs, it's it's dogs. Like like oh, you're a bad man. You are. You're a dog. You are because you're you're having relations with all these women. You're a dog. You're a male dog. She's a female dog. <laughs> What, there's loads. What about bears, cougars, cougars? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Otters. Okay. An otter? Where's what, an otter's what? pocket? Snake. Bear and otter are in the gay community, aren't they? So a bear oh. is like a big hairy guy, and I think an otter's like a, a young hairy guy. All right. Kind of wow. a young, small hairy guy, something like that. Waterborne. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, animal names. Bear. You're right. There's loads. Yeah, a mare. Mare. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you silly man. Come on. Didn't you know? Come on, guys. You silly goose. <laughs> you're having a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> but wait a minute. With that one, isn't yeah. that more rhyming cockney? That's like rhyming cockney, right? No, I'm having it still. <laughs> <laughs> you're having a mare. <laughs> <laughs> you're having a giraffe if you think that's wrong. <laughs> So why do we why do we do that? What what and what's what's the de- what? The, okay, what's so the to play thing? yeah to play devil's advocate. What's the what's the detriment to that? Let's use the the latter, which was um, kid. You're calling your child a kid, and uh, I'm not talking about you. We're talking about hypothetically. Yeah, we call our we call children. Some people call their children kids, and they say, "Yeah, man, I love my kid, and like I I, I try and invest so much time into my kid, but he's just bad, man. I don't I don't know what he's I don't know what's going on. I, like I try my best. Okay, well, outside of examining what you're doing physically, emotionally to grow and raise your child. You're constantly calling him a baby goat. You're a baby goat. Baby goat. Baby goat. Come here. Baby goat. Come here. You talk to this friend. Yeah, my kids. My kids. My baby goat. My baby goat. So psychologically, for some, not all, mm. they're in an animal. They're in an animal sort of mindset now. Like, oh fuck it, man. I'm, I'm not human. We can call the kids subconsciously, not consciously. Subconsciously, I'm a. I'm a. I'm an animal. I'm an untamed gorilla. You've heard that term. That's <laughs> stupid. I'm like, well, untamed gorilla. Okay. Shouldn't you be like just a normal human being kind of thing? With some extraordinary skills, possibly? <laughs> we, uh, it's this thing we have of am- anthropomorphizing, isn't it? It's a common Very true. part of our psychology, it seems. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I guess... Why do we do that? Why do we anthropomorphize everything? I don't know. Because we relate. Yes. I mean, like, going back to, like, I guess before writing and stuff, you, you would, like, you know, be, well, not really, you could communicate and stuff. So you would see and you'd reference, like, a big brown bear, for instance, because of its power, its majestic capabilities to climb bloody trees and hibernate and, you know, eat its own fur to create a little stop so he doesn't, <laughs> you know, all of these wonderful things. So, like, that's the anthropomorphization of that great object, that great animal even. But yeah. then it, it it's, it's watered, it becomes nothing then, it, you know, because we're like little fleshy 
like fleshy creatures in little boxes with Wi-Fi signals bouncing everywhere. You know, we've we've got Bluetooth everywhere, three G up to five G and six G. We're not uh, capable of going out into the forest and living and getting food and hunting and skinning that thing and and storing produce for winters and stuff. We 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 we're so far removed from that that the anthropomorphized um, I can't even get the words out. That term has been just destroyed. So it's okay. I'm a penguin. <laughs> I'm a penguin today, and then tomorrow I actually, I'm actually blind tomorrow. <laughs> now, now this is serious because this is actually happening with the millennials. Yeah, it's uh, what? What's the term for it? It's it's not what some sort. It's not gender youthful uh, exuberance. No, no. It's it's like I identify as um, you know cat cat gender yeah. today. Uh, I don't know. It start. I think it started with furries. So people, young kids, started yeah. getting into furries. And you know, they passed a law about that. What have they? In America, in, obviously, only in America, only in America. Um, I think it's up, oh god, was it in California, San San Francisco, maybe or something like that. In a school, you have to in this particular school district or this one school, you have the fairy thing specifically. They 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 are allowed to the children, and I don't know what the age range was, but it for me they have to be you know like early teens or something like that, but. If the furries can sit at the feet of the um, the teachers, you have to call them furries, and they get these other privileges. <laughs> and there's there's an outrage about it now, of course, rightfully so. <laughs> Only in America to begin with. That. <laughs> Only in America. Um... Only. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, look, they tried the 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 the, the what's it called? gay time, gay story time thing? They did that down in Portsmouth or something, didn't they? I don't know. You got, oh, oh shit, okay, breaking news. Are you guys in? So last year, I'm sure it was last year, 22, 21, or maybe even 20, they had some man dressed up in drag, like a transvestite in essence, what we grew up knowing what transvestites are. He was a transvestite and... He was parade. He had a huge dildo. As did he have a huge dildo? Was this the one? Yeah, he had a huge dildo. Put like out, obviously, and uh, a lot of the parents were disgusted with it. Some not, um, but they tried it here. I thought it would only be America, but they did try it. Was this like a pride thing? No, this was at a school, gentlemen. What was, what what? was he teaching with a big deal? Yeah. This is at a school. I mean, I don't think, uh, 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 hopefully, the uh, Church of England school will <laughs> get uh, someone in with a massive dildo. I pray. I pray to to God <laughs> the first time in 25 years. I don't think it would have been an RC either. No. <laughs> I, remember, uh, I remember our teacher putting a condom on a banana. Do you remember that, Matt? Ben? 
No. Um, it's the only memory I have from school. <laughs> <laughs> and you can was tell... it a male teacher? No, it's a female? female, and she was mortified doing it. She did it, yeah. She did it with her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> was it peeled or unpeeled? <laughs> <laughs> Details. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I take it this this was secondary school, right? Uh, I don't, I uh, this is a very vague memory it for seems me. Seems like so, only I mean, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was in the assembly hall at, at our secondary school. Was it? Yeah, that's how, that's how I, I thought, remember it. I seem to remember something a very vague memory of like what was it called? PS was it called PSE? PS Personal and Social Education or something? Was it yeah, called? and I just remember maybe something in like a classroom. Yeah, putting a condom on her. Yeah, just one on one. Uh, yeah, yeah, in a cupboard. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, yeah. You just come with me. You come with me, man. Uh, I've, got, I've got like. Oh, a I forgot the banana. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> okay, so I think um, when I was at secondary school, I think this was second year. So that would be, in modern terms, it would be like year eight, I think, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We had something called sex education. It was really old school. (laughs) It wasn't PSE. And they showed quite graphic videos at times, um, bordering on the line of pornography. And yeah, yeah. Um, and they they even had, I remember, like, this is literally just popped into my head, they had a camera. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they did this, especially back then in the 80s. They had a camera inside of a woman's bits. <laughs> I BBC one. <laughs> you, you seen it as well then, right? No. I just did an 80s camera. It's obviously massive. I, don't know. I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think I've seen the same video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it that that was disgusting. It was dis. I was that was you, that what? That was the idea. They were trying to put us off. Yeah, population control, and we're yeah, back I around again. It was more than <laughs> I have to say, it's hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work because in the nineties they were encouraging little little you know as young as possible. As soon as you started to get you know um, become a, a woman of sorts to go and have a baby because they'll give you a flat. Oh man! Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the benefit trap. Sure, sure mm. start was it? Or... Well, was you can um, you, I can you can understand it because from the you know from a statist's point of view. They don't want to see children going hungry or being homeless. No. So you can understand it from that, but you get these sort of perverse uh, in, uh, situations where this, there's this per- perverse incentive for a man and a woman to get together and have a baby and then for the man to live somewhere else because the woman will then be taken care of to an extent. And so you have these unintentional, well, maybe unintended, maybe not, unintended consequences of this, of this policy Diminished responsibility on the part of the father in that scenario, right? Or was oh. it was it a, a union by design, particularly for the? That's what I don't know. Right. I think yeah, so it'll, dip, it'll depend from different individuals. Some I think some individuals probably did it 
intentionally and, and others probably obviously didn't. Yeah. It's a spectrum of people. We're all individuals. Indeed. And I think, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing is, is that I don't think anyone can prepare to be a, a pair rent two pairs of people who rent a child for a certain period of time <laughs> and you instill as much knowledge, love, wisdom, guidance into this being. And once they reach the mature age of 16 plus, well, I guess it's 18 now, isn't it? Or is it, or is it 21? Cause we get all these strange American things challenge 21 and all this. And I think, I think it's 30 for men. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you know at that point the brain the frontal lobe has, has fully formed myself out well i don't think mine has quite yet i don't either no <laughs> i think it's a bit lopsided man well you guys have got see at least five more years you've got five more years at least man like come on let's get to what Let's get to 30. Oh, my oh, God. That's what the, a legend. That's the best thing yeah. I've ever said to me. Oh, no. Oh, you can come back every week yeah. if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> These youngsters on here, man, you Oof. know. Oh. Can't even remember that far back. Is that when the banana was? It's <laughs> 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 my only point banana. of reference. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm sure. Wait a minute. I'm thinking of it now. Wasn't it um, Acacia Drive? That's Banana Man, yeah. It's Eric. <laughs> yeah. No one's seen him before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good old uh, Banana Man, eh? Ah, mm. oh, Eric. Oh. <clears throat> I've got a T-shirt somewhere. Got right. Banana Man T-shirt. This podcast, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I Usually legendary, I along with Super, Super, was it Super Grand? Super remember Zed. Super Grand? Oh, I don't remember Super Grand. Oh, do you know, I've, I've just had a flashback to what we talked about last time. The fucking cities of gold. Oh, that's classic. That's why. That's dope. <laughs> that shit. Esteban and them. Yeah, well, we can't do it again. We can't do it again. What other 80s cartoons were there? Jason and the Wheel Warriors. Mentioned- oh, Jace. shit. Yeah, Jace. Yeah. Jace and the Wheel Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He, was, he, he was trying to find the magic route to, uh, to be re- reunited with his father. But unfortunately, Ooh. you know, Sawboss and the Monster Mines were always on his tail. George Sawboss. <laughs> George oh. Sawboss. Hey, tell you what, that's a bit. That was a bit of environmental, um, environmental pre-programming as well. Jason the Wheel Warriors. What about Captain Planet? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Captain Planet. Yes. Going to take pollution down, down to, to zero. zero. Net zero. Hey, but okay, okay, guys. <laughs> Surely, okay. <laughs> Surely when that was coming out and we had, remember the old um, wood bins with the little slats, little tubulars, yeah, those wood bins and you have the little symbol of the bit of, of the bin and a little matchstick man putting rubbish in there. Yeah. Captain Planet was out, flipping News Round was on with John Craven, yeah? Mm-hmm. And there was a little section on on there that they used to talk about, um, see, the environment. I'm sure they used to, every other thing, they used to talk about the environment in some capacity. And I was a nut back then. I was an environmental nut. Mm. And yeah, man, I am I'm kind of still today in regards to littering. Mm. Yeah, I makes sense. I cannot stand yeah. people who litter. Um but from that point of view, I think that's where I get it from, from Captain Planet 
Do you remember? Okay, here's one. The Smuggies. Do you remember the Smuggies? Fuck, oh, yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah they, they, it was, they, were they on a boat? Yes. And they're pumping diesel into the ocean? Yes, indeed. And the yeah. little, little short bastards on the island were like, F you and the horse you came in on. Don't <laughs> pollute the water. <laughs> and uh, another one, environmental pre-programming, um, the raccoons. Yeah, the raccoons. So you know, the spiel comes at the be- beginning. This is Bert, and he lives in the evergreen forest <laughs> in nature, where everything's perfect. But look, there's Cyril Sneer, the filthy yeah. capitalist, <laughs> the filthy capitalist with his polluting cigar. Fuck, <sighs> it's like industrialist, like the embodiment of a capitalist industrialist, who's the evil terror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had this all the way through the 80s and 90s in our childhood. Yeah. yeah. You know, whether it be, you know, cartoons like that or collecting tin uh, aluminium cans for Blue Peter. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, shit, the aluminium cans. Do you remember the ozone? The ozone layer. Oh. Yes, yeah, the That was the big thing. Hey, was... wait a minute. The ozone, does that still exist, though, Matt? <laughs> it's um, all gone, it's, mate. It's, it's, it's kind of healed itself, hasn't it? That was the whole thing. So if you got rid of CFC, CFCs, it would begin to heal itself. It was, that was always yeah. on Blue Peter. It was always the rain. It was the rainforest. Yeah, and the ozone were the two big ones that I can remember. Acid rain as well. Oh, acid rain. Yes. Acid <laughs> fucking rain. It <laughs> sounds terrifying. Well, yeah, giving nightmares, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah. No, but think about it. As as youngsters, wasn't when you first heard the term acid rain, did you not think that that shit's going to burn through fucking cars and yeah. all? <laughs> yeah, I've seen uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever, or um, what uh, Swamp Thing? Um, I'm thinking of like <laughs> Toxic Waste, something. sort of cartoon things. Toxic Crusader was one. I yeah. Think. No, no, no. Toxic Avenger. Toxic oh, Avenger. Avenger. That's it. With his with his one eye half hanging out his head, that was scary, man. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a muff. Was he? He was a janitor, wasn't he? That's right. At a school. <laughs> What's this? What's the toxic adventure? Do you remember? Oh, well, you missed it. <laughs> you missed it. Shit! You must have been watching hey. the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, no, something no, 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 age no. appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the one with the penny? Oh, not the cartoon you, the uh, fucking the real the, uh, the 50 George 50. and the Penny or something fuck <laughs> <laughs> was it no 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 was it 50 pence actually was yeah it the Queen's pence? Nose was the it? Queen's Nose you're talking about aren't you surely yeah the girl was called Melody or Harmony something musical yeah <laughs> Stave <laughs> I, I think we should approach the BBC and write <laughs> Sorry. Come here, Clef. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, well, no, but we've we've uh, we've done over an hour already. <laughs> yeah. Time flies and um, you're getting high, isn't it? <laughs> as, uh, yeah, as usual, we just talk we ended up talking about cartoons from the eighties. It's the yeah. best way. It is yeah. the best way. Everything, everything from the eighties. And 90s was just classic, man. I wish we could all have access to to DeLorean, kick Marty and Doc out, and go back. Uh, You've uh, reignited my um, passion to go and rewatch the Cities of Gold. 
I think that is <laughs> that's on my bucket list for April. Do it. Listen, yeah. that should be on everyone's bucket list, and most importantly, <laughs> do you remember at the well in the UK it used to come on at the start, but on the DVD box set it comes on at the end, and it'd give you like a little little like a visual of a of Brazil or some ancient flipping like Indians or some shit. That was a so inspirational and educational this yeah. mysterious world it was bring it back fucking reboot bring back live back action it. live action reboot <laughs> yeah <laughs> we got the tip right we we're gonna tech. we're gonna we're gonna cast that in part two we'll do it we'll cast it uh, what have you got coming up noble I was listening to your uh, your two part one with Maria Wheatley. Is it Maria Wheatley? Yes, that's very interesting. Yeah, right up our street. That I'm gonna have to get your details for because I, I we we love for ancient mysteries and history and all that sort of ley yes. lines and earth energies and all that. But what have you got coming? What have you got in the pipeline? I have. Well, today I interviewed a um. A young lady who does mixed martial arts. She does um, kickboxing, jujitsu, and Muay Thai. Highly, highly decorated. Um, amateur in MMA, but pro in Muay Thai, I think, and kickboxing. Nice. Wow. She's just on a wrecking, wrecking season. So just sort of high capping and highlighting achievements and, you know, what, what the next plan is, what's the next big plans. Um, I've got Esoteric Eddie coming up. All right. Yeah, I've heard this name before. Was he on Tinfoil Hat Summit recently? He was on Tinfoil Hat indeed. Yes, indeed, sir. Cool. Uh, very interesting gentleman. Um, yeah, lots, lots in the pipeline. I'm trying to, as per the constant DMs, I will be having some more adults, um, entertainers on most definitely. Yeah. Um, people seem to be very infatuated with them. (laughs) Well, it's such a, it's such a sort of unique lifestyle, isn't it? For ordinary Joes like us, it's like a different world, the adult entertainment industry, isn't it? It truly is, and as as you know, I I approach and tackle the conversations very differently to many others who would have the same guest on. So it's not just a well. I rarely even talk about the actual act itself. Yeah. It's all about the exploration of the human experience. Ooh, tantric. One on one. Yeah. Where's Where's the best place for people to find your stuff? All major podcast platforms, BitChute, I mainly put all the videos on there. Occasionally, I'll put a few on on the old uh, boob tube, but because of the the shadow banning and being proudly one of the, 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 the... most banned network in the uh, in the UK. <laughs> um, so yeah, podcast is the best way. So your favorite podcast, yeah. I would recommend Podcast Addict if you are new mm-hmm. to listening to uh, podcasts. Excellent app. Yep. Yeah, um, solid, yeah. yeah just, just type in CFR Network and um, into the old Google and uh, I should pop up. Yeah, well, we'll put links in the show notes anyway. I don't, I've already found your BitChute channel and uh, Spotify and stuff. So, yeah, whatever you're listening to this on, just uh, search for CFR News. Is that the the term? CFR Network. CFR Network. Yeah, I took the news off because I was... Cyber attacks. 
cyber attacks, cyber attacks, cyber attacks. And then I've now got people creating fake profiles on Instagram. I'm wow. so, I'm so happy. I'm I like, it, I'm man. doing my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Imitation is the highest form of flattery. flattery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gentlemen, cool. thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. We should, we should institute these at least every like three months or so and have a little catch up. Yeah, Absolutely. So. Yeah, well, for that. Right, then we're back. The dwarf. Ronnie Pickering! And the mother of madness. Who the fuck's that? Yeah, me! Well, I was our chat with Noble from CFR Network. Yeah, good. Good laugh, yeah. innit? Yeah, I always enjoy talking to Noble. It's yeah. enjoyable talking to uh, English people. We don't get a lot of uh, British, Brits, do we? We don't, actually. So we have no, some no. sort of shared cultural heritage there, don't we? We can talk about 80s cartoons. It's how the podcast started. Absolutely, Absolutely yeah. Talking yeah. about 80s cartoons. <laughs> the roots. The roots. Yeah. Yeah, so check out the links in the show notes um, for that. I've not changed the bloody <laughs> titles and all this. Look, I've still oh, got this up here. What a mess. Terrible, Lana. Uh, how, how do you even survive? Yeah. Click the buttons. That's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> my family thinks I'm Amish. What's going on? Why does it say my family thinks I'm Amish? You're moonlighting from middle of the week. I was, yeah. I did a, a podcast with Mark. A real life Nephilim. Mark, Mark the Nephilim from uh, my family thinks I'm crazy. Nice. On uh, Wednesday night. So that's going to come out this week, I think. Maybe on Wednesday. I think he said Wednesday this week. That'll come out. Nice little Amish Phil plug there. So I'll put it. I said I'll put it in, in our feed as well. But, yeah. So I'm, I'm generous like that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Reciprocate. Yeah. And uh, with no podcast this weekend. I guess yeah. our guest just fallen ill and had to had to cancel. So, ah. so uh, I think we're going to have the week off, aren't we? Is it have Easter, Easter weekend off, off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. You know, yeah. roll some eggs. I'm doing one on Friday anyway, so you'll get Mark's uh, podcast. You'll get this on Monday, and then you'll get Mark's podcast on Wednesday, and then you'll probably get a roundtable on, on Saturday. <laughs> Wild. A round table. A round table. From Ikea. Yeah, I think I'm doing I think I'm doing a round table from Ikea on Friday. So that should be fun. Should be a good laugh. I'll just try and be wacky. Don't try oh, to you try. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to each side say I'm not serious podcaster? <laughs> Do you know how seriously I take this shit? Eleven. <laughs> what? Eleven. Seriousness. Oh no. God. I'm out of here. Like Vladimir. Uh. <laughs> right, we're moving on. Are we gonna do some housekeeping or something? It's like God, it's like the night of a thousand deaths here, fucking moaning and groaning. Uh. What are you talking about? We just had a really fun podcast time. I didn't moan and groan. <laughs> <laughs> housekeeping. Housekeeping. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> this is a value for value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. There's a myriad of ways of doing this, and uh, 
happened to OBS? What happened? Did I press something or what? Oh, no, oh, no, 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 it's still there, it's still there. Christ. Don't worry about it. Oh, my God. Jeez. Smash the keyboard. Yeah, it's a value for value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. And there's a myriad of ways of doing this. And my favourite, as always, is word of mouth. Oh, my favourite is... I always do that one. I can't see because of the light. So spread the word, you know. <laughs> if you know someone who's into podcasting, tell them. Send them a link. Say, check this shit out. You like a bit of occult stuff, some alternative history, some conspiracy, paranormal, NDEs, throthy silliness, 80s cartoons. Uh, the list is almost endless. Yeah, do it for the lads. Lads, lads. Send the word out. Please. Go on, Ben, have you, have you taken that time to think of what your favourite way of being a producer is? It's always helpful to leave a review on your favoured podcast repository suppository <laughs> uh, so yeah please do that and Matt will read them out yeah. he's the one with literary skills not had any for a while I like it when people join the discord and join in and make our job easier This is a... you, were, you were just mentioning something there about um, you know uh, guest suggestions would be a good way I want I think I've got a problem because we don't have enough guests that come on who've had an NDE. So I want someone to suggest an NDE guest that I can spam yeah, this week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The des- Discord is the is one of the best places where you can help us and become a producer because that's the idea. That's why we call you producers because you help in producing the content, whether that be through artwork, guest suggestions, providing the news clips, audio clips, video clips for the second half of the show. Yeah. I- and memes for Instagram. So, yeah, join the Discord, first and foremost, and all the threads are there, and guest suggestions is great. And we get brilliant ones, and we do implement them. Mm. Yes. You know, they We've done are... a few this week, haven't we? Yeah, they're coming off. Not everyone agrees. No. But, you know, we can't help that, but irons are in the fire, and, you know, we do try, we do listen, and we take it on board, and we try and make it happen. We do. How else can you become a producer of the Amish Inquisition podcast? Buy some merch and go to mm. the uh, go down to the show notes, and you'll find a link there for the Amish loot chest, where you can find your literally a communist hoodie, current grape t-shirts. Cunt! Oops, wrong one. Sorry. <laughs> Raisins and sultanas are both dried forms of what fruit? Carrots. 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 Great. Yes, current grape t-shirts, literally a communist hoodie, three weeks to flatten the earth t-shirts and mugs, and the uh, the logo, the logo merch. So uh, check out the link in the show notes for that. You get something tangible, physical to keep, and we get a kickback from yep. Teespring. We get the cut, mm. so uh, that helps us to pay the bills, pay for the, the Zoom membership, the web hosting, the equipment, and all the rest of it. It all helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else yeah. can you do? And then join in the Discord, leave a review. Uh, if Sign up to, uh, well, not sign up, subscribe to us on the video platforms. Yes. Whether you're on uh, YouTube, Odyssey, I've been slacking on Odyssey. I haven't uploaded the videos for like ugh, 10 weeks because uh, BitChute sort of took, took over. We were getting more traction on BitChute. So, uh, but over Easter, I'm going to re, because I've got, a couple of days off I um, and wouldn't, I won't have any time to spend on the podcast I will be updating the Odyssey 
Reinvigorate. So you can find us on YouTube, Odyssey, BitChute, and we have Rumble now, but we don't seem to be getting much action on there. But if you use those platforms, drop us a sub, like our videos, share the links. Yeah, that all you, helps. If you're on a platform that we're not on, and you think there's you know there's a buzz around that, hey, get us involved. You know, let us know because maybe we've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Like YouTube, tick TikTok is one I think. TikTok, TikTok. Why don't you do TikTok? I, I don't know where to begin. At the beginning, uh, right? Okay, that's good. It's good idea. I'll have a look. I don't know how what TikTok is. Is it not small videos? Small videos. And it used to be Vine or Vine was similar. I don't want to get into a TikTok conversation. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, anything else? Any other way? Oh, uh, birthdays. Maybe you've got a birthday coming up. Let us know and we'll give you a birthday shout out with like saying happy birthday. Happy birthday, Hugh Janus. When it is your, your special day, your revolver. Um, focus G requests. Uh, there's a, a thread in the Discord, and if you have uh, a personal milestone or someone you love has a personal milestone coming up, maybe um, a significant anniversary, maybe, um, I don't know, a bereavement, maybe a job interview, maybe, I don't know, just a, going through a general flunk and you need our community to focus our chi in your direction for your given aim, pop a, link, uh, 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 pop a message in the Discord, server or drop us an email at the inquisition at gmail.com and we will focus Archie in your direction and it's 100% efficient and a- accurate and um, concentrated and effective. It is. I learned two new animal movement sets at Tai Chi this week so if you need some hot monkey energy or uh, or deer energy, monkey and deer then there was a, was there a mouse I might have dreamt that uh, <laughs> we, can, we, can, uh, we can add to that um, yeah. you know, in our in the focusing of the chi, absolutely. Uh, but what's the best way to become a producer? It's got to be money, hasn't it? Right? Toss a coin to your absolutely. Do it for the lads, lads, lads. You know, because oh, we're northern and we're bloody miserable, and the weather's fucking shit. Yeah, if you go to thearmistinquisition dot com, there's a PayPal button there, and you can give us a one-off donation. Sign up for a monthly, recurring, sustaining donation, and donations at the level of fifty pounds or over will grant you the rank, the uh, level, the title of executive producer for that episode, which looks great on your curriculum vitae, your LinkedIn profile. It does. Only you fuckers out there can save Blockland and help us pay the bills and keep things going. I was wondering about Patreon this week. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's mm. worth doing Patreon. They take a percentage like PayPal yeah. does. Doesn't everyone? But I don't know if you have to pay a percentage to PayPal after that. You know? Mm. I don't know. Research. We can research. I'll, I'll, I, I. Amish Ben <laughs> will look at that Patreon thing. See how it works. Yeah. Good, excellent. Excellent. I'll report back next week. Right. Okay, well, I think it's time to thank the producers for this episode, is it not? I believe so. It's time to big up the man Dems, yo. Okay, produ- producers. <laughs> Fucking hell. Can't get any words out tonight. 
Producers for episode 227, we have uh, Bill Strutt, Lee from The Big Conspire, Slicko, Helen of Troy, Bunyanut, and Nick. Thank you. You're so amazing. They are. Yeah. So amazing in their love, literally. The best mate. Thank you so much. Do you want to come to a club with us? Do you want to come to a club where people we on each other? The grape, the homophobe, the winds, the asthma, the corrupt the number 11, the blind man, the fallen on the horizon, the cripple and the mother of from hell. I don't get it, never will. Yeah, thanks for your support for another week. Yeah, much Keep it appreciate up. and uh, spread the word. I'm being trying to be more active in the community and trying to do more. Um, like um, collaboration. That's my sort of Easter revelation. <laughs> Sound the word? Re- Easter, what is it? When you Not when you give up something for Lent. <laughs> <laughs> you want a word? New what Year's resolution. resolution. It's my right. Easter resolution, yeah. I want to try and uh, do more collaborating with uh, with other content creators. And it's I've... One in the bag this week and another one at the end of the week, hopefully, if it goes ahead. So that's the plan and try and be more active rather than just keeping ourselves to ourselves like we tend to do. Hopefully grow the audience and then uh, grow the support and we can try and be sustainable and keep going at this, you know. That's the plan. Mm. Yeah. Um, Occult Rejects Discord got nuked this week. Nuked. That's Mm. new. That's new tactics from Discord. Oh, what thermonuclear, <laughs> thermonuclear weapon. weaponry! Yeah, it's 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 nerd slang. Oh, digital nukes! Yeah, <laughs> oh, it got shut down. Why? Well, because oh, all oh, right, Illuminati. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Lizard people everywhere. Oh, lizards! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there is a new server. There is a new Discord server, and if if you're on our Discord, you will find the link there for the occult rejects. Um, server if you're wondering what had happened right so yeah I tell you what they've still got a bloody link tree though have they yeah, <laughs> yeah. why can't we have a link tree oh they kicked it we off haven't, we haven't all my links yeah because we got kicked off link tree it's the yeah. lamest banning ever maybe that's <laughs> the it? limit is that the limit of our of the ban hammer <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Swing. Other than the odd video getting deleted off YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Other yeah. than that. I think I can cope constantly with that. shadow banned on YouTube. Well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> How we laughed. Yeah. Okay, what have we learnt this week? I'll tell you what we've learnt. Um if you go to Columbia, don't get a fucking ice cream. Cocaine? Sorry? You want <laughs> no you're not you're not in the Discord, are you? No. no. Do you want to enlighten him, Matt? Um, Nick is in Colombia and he got a ice cream and they put cheese on it. Wow, that's worse than cocaine in many ways. <laughs> Good morning, America! <laughs> ice cream cheese. Yeah, it's yeah. just wrong. <laughs> what kind of cheese? It'd be like cheesecake cheese. I didn't. I didn't fondue. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Hot like, cheese. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, man? Hot mess. Like grated red Lester. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkles? <laughs> oh, just, a, just an odd baby bell. Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, rather than a with flake. Pinch that somewhere. Oh, but it'll leave its cheesy residue on your, on your iced cream. <sighs> you, may I have an iced cream? <laughs> what would be the best cheese for ice cream? That's like Did you saying, ask that what's in the, the Discord? <laughs> what's your favourite method of being tortured? <laughs> well, it's the ice bo- cream cheese, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, rather than the boats. <laughs> the <What's> doors. <laughs> Pressed to death. <laughs> Is there something called, like, the Pillar of Jerusalem? <laughs> you asking him where you can sign up? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like, favourite way to be uh, tortured. Oh, is that a torture method? The Pillar of Jerusalem? I might be, I might Does be it go up the up. bum? <laughs> might be wrong. <coughs> I believe it does go up the bum, like a <laughs> anal swab test for the, the pillar of Jerusalem. <laughs> I don't know. It's not coming up when I put pillar of Jerusalem in. But Maybe I'm sure pillar of Jerusalem. Right. It just goes over your face. <laughs> but they basically, yeah, they put you on an obelisk and then put weights on either oh. leg, and obviously, as luck, you know, pull you down. It basically. My favourite one's anything bamboo-related. We've spoken about it before, Aye. but there's the one where you cut a ring of bamboo off and soak it in water and put it over your, your gentleman's part. And as it dries in the sun, peg peg them out in the sun, and as it dries, it, it constricts and I think it goes over to scrotum, actually, and your, your balls um, yeah. are ejected. Or they pin you down over... I say they. <laughs> <laughs> they pin you down over, um, over some Name bamboo seed. I think it was ja- Japanese um, prisoners of war were subjected to this potentially. Was it not Putin? Putin is Hitler. Could have been. <laughs> not sure he was. He was around. He, was he? How old is he? Like a million. Anyway, uh, seeds, uh, bamboo, really quick growing. So it grew through through you. It's hardy and quick go, quick growing. Oh. I don't know which one of those would be worse. I mean, there's loads, isn't there? Yeah. The human mind is insanely good at thinking of ways to inflict. I think it's just like being strapped to a chair and having to listen to Joe Biden. (laughs) Don't you say Joe Rogan? I got hairy legs. Listen to him ramble on like Grandpa Simpson. (laughs) Old Abe. Um, Do you know how much of a, a fan I am of Holly Valance? Oh, okay. uh, kiss, well, I mean, kiss, back in the day, kiss, 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 kiss was her hit. Yeah, kiss, kiss. Why did they name her after like bed covers? Well, uh, she went up in my estimations this week. I've got this uh, tweet here. Look on she YouTube now. <laughs> Nigel Farage, great dinner at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Who's that other guy? Her husband, her billionaire husband. He's Donald a billionaire, Trump. isn't he? There we go. Why did she go up in your estimations? Why is she only got one leg? She's got one leg? I don't know. It looked like it then. It's a bag. Oh. <laughs> she's, got, she's got her leg in a bag. <laughs> what I mean, the fuck? No. no wonder he's got his arm round her. She's going to keel over. It must be a skulls thing. Look at the state. There's no leg there. You're right. <laughs> it just ends in her bag. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe it's one of those bags from the um, from the ancient times. But yeah, the bags. The, <laughs> I should know what they're called. Oannis man bag. Yes. Do you yeah. think she is Oannis? Is she Quetzalcoatl, the plumed serpent? She may be. Is she bringing the knowledge? Ooh. It looks like it. She's educating these fools. She is. She's bringing the knowledge to uh, Nigel. I've Donald. never seen a double-breasted jacket look good on anyone, <laughs> especially not just <laughs> hanging open. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, that's. This isn't a good look, is it? No, Nigel. He's never not been the same since he crashed his plane. Oh God, I remember that story. Yeah. Oh. What are you looking at, Matt? The pictures. Crystal castles. All oh, right. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Doesn't work very well over this, does it? This medium. No. Anyway, that was just a, a bit of fun. I don't know whether to bother doing the giant stone spheres, to be honest. Time's oh, knocking on. It's usually the best bit. The giant stone balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Archaeologists have excavated giant stone spheres in the Dequis Delta of Costa Rica. Stone spheres are found on the small island of Isla del Cano and the Dicui Delta, where over 300 stone petrol spheres have been previously identified from the Dicuis culture. I know why you didn't want to do it now. <laughs> the Dicuis culture emerged in the valley of the Rio Grande de Taraba, where they established complex social, economic and political systems to govern their society. I'll throw a picture up of, of uh, one. Um... During the during the Chiriquai period between AD 800 and 1500, many settlements grew into large communities around the alluvial lands of the Trabar River and its main tributaries, constructing large structures using round-edged boulders, paved areas, burial sites, and circular or rectangular mounds with stone walls. The Dikwi reached an apex of cultural development during this period with Dikwi artisans creating elaborate ceramic bone and gold objects and sculpturing stone spheres in important zones within the settlements. Stone spheres were also placed in alignments in public plazas or along the approach to the dwellings of the ruling elite or chieftains. And they're fucking huge. Look at the state. They're like six foot across. Is this a place where there's, there's big ones and there's they're small big. ones? There's small ones as well, like you can fit in your palm of your hand. I think there's various sizes. These ones are giant. <laughs> they're pretty big. There's the one behind him as well in the top. Oh, look at yeah, this yeah. one. The upper several. left quadrant. Yeah, they they found several of them, and they've been restoring them and reburying them to protect them. Right. Oh, uh, a lot of the colonials dug them up and like planted them in the front yards. Right. Yes. As you would. as you, as they fucking did. Yeah. You know what we were like. Not we, because obviously we were un- we were the serfs, but you know, <laughs> uncorking the earth. Yeah. I was watching a video. Have you heard about this with um, South American pyramids and temples, step pyramids? If you clap in front of them. Oh, yes. Sorry. It it makes the noise of the Quetzalcoatl. Explain. The bird. Yeah. So is it the mythical bird or whatever? So you clap your hands like that, or just once, and it the way that the sound waves bounce off the steps and on top of the pyramid, it has that, I don't know what it's called, an altar maybe, but it's got, it's like an enclosed space, isn't it? So it echoes, but it does something to the sound waves. So it, it literally sounds like a, a bird squawking. It does. Wow, we're going to have to ask Brian about this next time he comes on. Yeah, it's, it's really It's badness. Yeah. And, and are you familiar with the, the, the big one at Machu, is it Machu Picchu, the Temple of the Sun? 
where the uh, the shadow on the equinox forms the shadow of a serpent down the steps, yeah, down the side yeah, of the cool. steps, and they've carved like a snake's head at the bottom of the steps just to prove that it wasn't an accident. Yeah. Yeah, crazy, crazy shit, man. Good at it. Human sacrifice, playing football with people's heads and stuff. Mm. Wasn't there a game? It was like basketball. You had to, they had to, it was in a court and there was hoops raised and you had to kick the ball into the hoop and the, the losing team was sacrificed. Wow. Yeah, they're mistakes, man. That'd spice up the NBA, wouldn't it? Oh, shit. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, coming back to... Uh, 2022, um, did you hear Bo Jiden this week? No. Which one? I'll tell you what, Ben. <laughs> if you had to sum up in America in one word, what would it be? Uh, I, I don't know, burgers? <laughs> burgers, that's a good shout. Matt? Um, dollars. Dollars? What about... Asna! Maybe. Guns? Chest feeding. It's two words. It's one word. It's one word on my screen. Oh, right. <laughs> Confirm, yeah. Ben? Confirmed, yes, single word. <laughs> Chest feeding. It's one word. Uh, toss, toss lizu, mum. That's about 12 words. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's ask the leader of the country how he would sum up America in one word. This is from a speech earlier in the week. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, uh, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. I guess we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> We're loving that. Oh, oh yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, you like it, not? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, America. <laughs> yep. Good morning, America. That is your president. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas. With, I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot, excuse me. The... <laughs> I mean, did he? Do you think he panicked? What the Farage? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's not very nice to mock a very old man, but it's very, very funny. <laughs> I think he just forgot what he was saying. He's saying, oh, yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. And then he just goes into a random spasm and then an anecdote. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. I guess we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. What's the word? I was in the foot. Him, uh, foot, foot excuse me. <laughs> I was, I was in the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. Uh, when and did Xi Jinping tell him miles. the word? <laughs> we haven't got the rest of the, the tale. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Terrible, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's just Leicester. I think it's just Leicester. <laughs> I think maybe that's what he was trying to say. Leicester. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just... I found a new source on YouTube for uh, Joe's... Bidenisms. It's, yeah, it's, it's word salad. Um, there was an interesting interview with Bojo the Clown, our dear leader. Can you knock the heater off? I'm fucking oh, sweating yeah. my tits off here, man. Uh, there was an interesting interview um, on GB News of Bojo the Clown, Boris Johnson. It was conducted by Esther McVeigh. 
who I thought was still a Tory MP. It seemed to be conducted by her. And um, they were talking about when he, do you remember when he was ill? And he, with the vids. Oh, is this the thing about him maybe being on something? Smack? What? Being put on a ventilator or something? No, not. Yes, he was asked if he was put on a ventilator. Now, I didn't think there was any question he was put on a ventilator because he was out quick. I don't think yeah. he was. Maybe he had the... Um... There's like, CPAP. He has the CPAP. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's interesting his answer because he, he, he kind of, um, well, he, he lets slip into, well, he doesn't let slip. He, intend- he says what we were saying early on in the pandemic about ventilators. Uh, there was a, a nurse called Jenny and a nurse called, uh, called Luis and one from New Zealand. Uh, Jenny was from New Zealand and Luis was from Portugal. And oh. they were very, very good at making sure that I got the right amount of oxygen at the right So did they put time. you on a ventilator? Did you want to go on a ventilator? Uh, do you know, I, I had no views about it. They didn't put me on a ventilator, but I, this was, in the, I think, in the early days when we thought, generally, that getting people onto a ventilator was a good thing. And if you'll recall, uh, we launched this thing called the Ventilator Challenge. And uh, the people, the British industry, British manufacturing, responded heroically. And literally dozens of companies came forward, and not only came forward with ideas, but produced ventilators. Formula One motoring companies uh, produced ventilators from scratch uh, to try to help with the, with the pandemic. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, as, as things went on, I think that the, the, the doctors started to, to recognise that probably there were other treatments that needed to be yeah. preferred to, to ventilation. Like ivermectin. Like uh, tosilizumab. <laughs> I remember yeah. talking about this in the early days of 2020. Uh-uh. It, was, it was, obviously it was labelled conspiracy theory, but that was what was coming out, is that they were blowing people's lungs out with ventilators. Pink you shouldn't have been on crap. them. Yeah. And when you, every, everyone knew that your survival chances, once you're put in a coma and your body is paralysed, including your respiratory system... Your survival rate is fucking ain't good, even no. if you're a young, fit, healthy person. So I'm just wondering how many people were killed by just putting them on ventilators when they didn't need to go on one. Unfortunately, probably some. We'll never know. No. We'll never know. But he, he let it slip there. We thought that maybe we should be putting people on ventilators and we're going to run out on ventilators. Don't know where they got that information from. Did they get that from Italy or China? Where? That we were going to need masses of ventilators. Don't know. Wasn't mentioned after that, was it? No. Anyway, um, do we want to bother doing... You have a drunk Baileys from a shoe? <laughs> oh, not that. Do we want to, do, do we want to revisit Will and Jada? Uh, I mean, not, do you want yeah. To move on? What's, what's happening? Please. Um, there was a video that went round of Jada videoing Will in their house. Yeah, it was oh, in the live stream. Yeah, I've got a clip here. So, Will, you know Sarah Perel is coming to the table. She's going to be at the red table. Would you say she has been instrumental in you and I redefining our relationship? I would say don't just start filming me 
without asking me oh if you could film Esther, come help us again, please. I'm still dealing with foolishness. Don't. No, nah, no, nah, she, yeah, because she don't just. Would you say that she helped us heal the hurts that we caused between one another? My social media presence is my bread and butter, okay? So you can't just use me for social media and not... You know, don't just start rolling. I'm standing in my house. Don't just start rolling. Don't Please watch a stare at the red table because she's helped us a lot. Can't you tell? Did you see the video on the Discord, Matt? Yeah, I watched it. I just, uh, I just wonder if they ever have sex. Nah. No. Do not think? Not with each other. <laughs> not by the sounds of it, no. <laughs> he, looked, he looked broken to me. He does in certain videos, doesn't he? Like, especially the one where he was asking her, "What did you do, Jada?" And uh, this—that was the one before this, isn't it? Where they, she, yeah. they were talking about her affair or what? No, her entanglement. Sorry, <laughs> um, with that guy who came to live with them, who was ill or something. And he subsequently wrote a song about it. Like Will, Will, Will Smith, like <laughs> giving up on the music. Yeah. Um, I don't know, yeah, it's just a very strange relationship. But another thing that I've read this week that's come out is that she's come out and said that she never wanted to get married to him. Like on her wedding day, she was distraught. She didn't want to go through with it. Oh, that's nice. I wonder how much she... Why does she do this? Is she... I don't know. It's very strange, isn't it? I think it, she said she was pressured by her mum because her mum... I think a mum may have been a single mother and never got married to her dad. So she regretted that. And then she's kind of put pressure on Jada to get married to Will Smith because I think she was pregnant right. with one of the kids at the time. There was, I don't a, know. there was another clip that resurfaced this week and it's from a few years ago and it's of Will is doing some sort of round table interview with another bunch of actors. Uh-huh. So there's like Benicio del Toro there, Michael Caine, uh, who else is in there? Samuel L. Jackson or whatever. And this clip surfaced, which is quite interesting. I told my mother this the the other day, and she thought it was hilarious. I said, when, when I was 15 years old, my first girlfriend cheated on me. Oh. And I remember making a decision that nobody would ever cheat on me again. And the way I was going to do that is by being the biggest actor on earth. Huh. Right. So is there's there's been this weird psychology that I've always felt like if my movies are number one, my life is going to work out great. Huh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> uh, wiki Wild West. Wild West. <laughs> John West, Desperado, none of this. That was a good film, wasn't it? <laughs> I've seen that one, yeah. I haven't seen it. Even though it's got, I know it's got Salma Hayek in it, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay, I she, was, she was it. probably peaking then, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, God, I've never watched that all the way 17 when we used to objectify women every week. We didn't uh, <laughs> She was probably peaked in um, what's the other one? The uh, yeah, Robert Rodriguez Tarantino film. That was her first hit. Yeah. Well, no, she was she not in um, Desperado? Yeah. Did you say Desperado? Yeah, that might have been earlier with Antonio Banderas. 
Yes. Antonio Banderas. I think he was with Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Push, push in boots. Well, that guy. Yes, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> That's in track. Good. Antonio Banderas. He's not in track. <laughs> yeah, he is. Shrek 2, isn't he? Oh, all right. Stato. <laughs> 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 oh my god what else should we do um, what about the Shanghai lockdown did yeah, you see well, for some depression you you subscribed to Unheard live on the podcast last week Matt yeah there was nothing else to do they um, <laughs> they, they did a, an interview with a woman who was in the concentration camp in Shanghai the prison the per- Perspex prison um, it's not been. It's not been. It's not been suggested to me. No. Oh well, it's probably shadow banning. Anyway, I've got a, a report from ITV on the situation in Shanghai. It's quite a long one, so if you need it pausing, let me know. These are the grim conditions in which tens of thousands of people are being quarantined in Shanghai. This footage was taken by Thomas Vinay, who was sent to one of the city's so-called COVID camps after testing positive. There's another bottle of Jammy Red Roo open over there. I'll have a look. Is this just for foreigners? No. Everyone. Yeah. Someone, uh, the, that's port. <laughs> the, uh, the woman on the Unheard uni- uh, interview was a Ukrainian uh, woman who'd been living there for nine years. And her reason for being um, put in the hole was an abnormal test result. So not positive or negative, just abnormal. But no, it's, it's mainly Chinese citizens in these indoor camps, if you like. Positive last Saturday. Fortunately, now I'm perfectly healthy, so it's easier maybe to, to go through this. But I'm surrounded with people who are sick, who are always coughing. I don't know if you can hear the noise, like right now. Uh, it's like this every three seconds. He told me it's like living in a box and said there's an atmosphere of tension and anger, partly due to sleep deprivation. We have no windows, so we don't know if it's day or night. We, uh, we cannot go outside, we cannot breathe the fresh air. These big lights in front of me, uh, I mean, on the top of me, they never, ever turn off or... Yeah, it's always, even at 2, 3, 5 a.m., it's always the same. They have these massive lights, like... It's like daylight in there, and they just leave them on twenty four hours a day, so they can't. So they're all they've all got sleep deprivation as well. Plus, you're in this open area with ten thousand people coughing. <laughs> you share a bunk, like each unit, if you like, it has like a dwarf wall about three foot, then a, a perspex screen about six foot tall, and each sort of maybe a bit bigger than this room. And it has a bunk on either side. So you share this with a stranger. There's no showers. You just have a sink where you can wash, a communal sink where you can wash your hair. Oh, no. They only let you outside when it's your turn to be tested. So you have to go outside and queue up to be tested. But I mean, you get three squares a day and it's warm. So. Well, what else do you want? Why is everyone complaining then? Exactly, yeah. It's just like prison. <laughs> Fine. And you'll be let out when they decide you can be let out. 
case numbers still rising. There's no sign yet of the lockdown working. And in recent days, the extreme and in some cases cruel actions of the authorities have been exposed. The relatives of this elderly man wheeled his bed in front of their community management office to try and get him taken to hospital. But because he wasn't sick with COVID, he was ignored. And he subsequently died. This woman was distraught after being told she might be separated from her baby. You take us away but leave a four-month-old child who be still breastfed at home? What are you trying to do? Do you want him to die? Millions of people are also down to their last rations of food. So these are the people actually in the cities, in their houses and apartment blocks. Mm. You're reliant on the state to provide your food. Mm. That's not a good place to be. Well, I was reading, as I read an article about it and saying there's, there's like thousands of people in hotel rooms who've not been able to leave and they don't qualify for the food. <laughs> Yeah, so that's um, after this is uh, an article from, oh, where is it from? City AM, I think it was. Uh, after residents of a Shanghai apartment complex stood on their balconies to sing this week in a possible protest, <coughs> a drone flew overhead and broadcast this message. Control the soul's desire for freedom and do not open the window to sing. This behavior has the risk of spreading the epidemic. Well, the Shanghai's port manager says operations are normal. The chair of the city's chapter of the European Chamber of Commerce in China, Bettina Sean Behanzin, said its member companies estimate the volume of cargo handled has fallen 40%. So we're going to have some supply chain issues again. Anyway, carry on. Local deliveries are promised over the weekend, but the supply chain issues stemming from here will be far-reaching. The port of Shanghai is the busiest in the world, and activity has dropped by 30%. There is hardly a product or trade that will not be impacted. There are currently more than 20 Chinese cities in some level of lockdown. That covers an estimated 193 million people. Two years after the first COVID-19 outbreak here in China, the country is facing its biggest containment test so far. Debbie Edward, News at 10, Beijing. That's terrible. There's a risk of a repeat of the Great Leap Forward here. 190 million, when, when they starved millions of their own people. All oh, right, okay. 190 million people in lockdown. I wonder, yeah. you know, there's a real risk if things break down, continue to break down. Um, I, I mean, will people be you, able to break yeah. out? I don't know. How do you um, <clears throat> feed 25 million people, you know, for Cap- a prolonged period of time until you Cap- feel... Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But I mean, like, from their perspective, just for Shanghai... One city. Just trying to implement it is just an absolute nightmare, isn't it? Well, that's you wouldn't I mean, even yeah. attempt it. Yeah. You know, but they think the state is God, so... Are there death rates up as well? Is it just like everywhere else where the cases have spiked, but the death and hospitalizations are... Who knows? You can't take any of the stats at face value. Right. Can you? Because, you know, they're not transparent. They haven't been since the start. They won't let 
people come in and investigate where it came from. Ugh. Peter Dazat's yeah. team had to do a deal with the Chinese authorities about what they could and can't. And he's he's like an insider. He was being paid to work at Wuhan for Eco Health Alliance. He had to do a deal with, you know, they did some deal with the WHO where you can say this, but you can't say that. We'll give you access to this. Oh, we'll give you access to this, but this is the final. You'll never be allowed to investigate the origins of the virus again. <laughs> Great. That's going to help us, isn't it, for the next time? Mm-hmm. Well, I think most of it, oh, touchy subject origins of the virus, but I don't know. I'll leave it there. <laughs> Shadow ban. Ban. <laughs> I don't think you can get um, banned for the lab leak theory anymore because it's more mainstream now. So what's yeah, the difference between the truth and a conspiracy theory? About six months these days? Yeah. You know, what was getting you banned six months ago is now sort of even people in positions of authority are saying, I'm, you know, we're 60-40, then it came from the lab. But it'll never be admitted, obviously. Ghost mm. semen will be accepted. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the year. We'll get that video back yes. up. <laughs> Got a, a story for you here, about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Owner of the UK's biggest fish tank spends £20,000 oh, transforming his home into a massive aquarium. Did I not post this one? Or did someone else post it? No. You don't even know. Doesn't even know. It doesn't matter. The origin doesn't matter. The story is the, the meat. Yeah, I'm not reading it all. I'm not reading it all. It's a, a full page. But it's, it's just something about fish. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw the... There's a photo. Yeah, there he is. What's his name? It, when I was reading this article, it was saying, like, it was kind of suggesting it doesn't have a job anymore. Property developer. Aquarium. Oh, is that, is that what he does now? Yeah. Because it called him a former council office worker. Yes, he's a full-time property developer now. I wonder if I'll be referred to as a former paper boy. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's him. Uh, What's the size? What's the vitals? Uh, The enormous tank is 14 foot long, 12 foot 8 inches wide, and 7 foot deep. How big's his biggest fish? (laughs) And what's its name? It's got carp. He's got massive carp in there. Is that a mirror carp there? How big him? It is a mirror carp, yeah, I think. Uh, and he's got some perch and he's <laughs> and he said that he had to move from tropical to temperate fish because um he up all the heating costs basically it's costing 200 pound a month to heat the tanks for his exotic fish so he was forced <clears> to switch <throat> to cold water varieties in 2016 cutting his bills in half here he is cleaning the tank surely that would radiate <laughs> lovely Surely that would radiate. That looks like a mummified leg on the bottom. <laughs> I don't see this now. I didn't see all of these photos. I didn't see him cleaning the tank. I found a better source than whatever you posted. Oh, <laughs> oh so it was me. So well, whoever posted it, I found a better source. Uh, he's got um, 50 perch, rudd and tench and four huge mirror carp. Why has he got such boring fish? Because um, the tropical guys cost him around 200 quid a month. Yeah. I went to the Sea Life Centre recently and there was some great fish there. <laughs> Just saying. Well, you know, all, all the great ones are tropical. You suppose you could get like, you could get, like a sting now. Could you get a stingray? You could have a stingray. You could have a turtle. Mm. You're just not thinking big enough. 
You can feed no. your whole house, mate. Don't just put river fish in there. <laughs> Jeez. Um, did you see about Mark Zuckerberg this week? Mark Zuckerberg no. says Meta employees lovingly refer to him as the Eye of Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> lovingly. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg hasn't always had a squeaky clean reputation. And the Facebook Meta founder and CEO has accrued a slew of less than flattering nicknames throughout his career. But during his recent appearance on the Tim Ferriss show, he shared a particularly eyebrow-raising label given to him by his own employees, the Eye of Sauron. Zuckerberg brought up the moniker after he and Ferriss began discussing how he manages his energy in the workplace while constantly being barraged with news and information. Maybe I'm not strong-willed enough or calm enough to just straight up meditate, Zook said. I actually need to put myself in a situation where it's difficult to not focus on that thing. He continued. (laughs) Northern (laughs) Rome. Some of the folks I work with at the company, they say this lovingly, but I think that they sometimes refer to my attention as the Eye of Sauron. There you are. Better. Love it. that give you a headache, Matt? <laughs> you're, uh, you're pinching your sinuses. It's just, it's just where the cold is at the moment, that's all. You uh, you murdered your immune system last week. That's why you're all ill. Yeah, I'm not ill, and I think I was perhaps he the was most he was drunk. the worst. <laughs> he was the illest on the on the night out <laughs> on the dance floor. Did you throw up? No, no, no. There was no. I, I don't know where mine's come from. I don't know if it was from being in that warehouse with loads of students, or from my two children who were just full of snot. I don't know, because some of the others are ill as well. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, get well soon. It's just all those that went for the orgy got ill. Yeah. Yeah. You ever drunk Baileys from a shoe? Mm. Creamy. (laughs) Feces. And finally... (laughs) Irish barista ends up in hospital after holding in farts around boyfriend for two years. Let it go. An Irish barista has said that she landed herself in hospital because she refused to fart around her boyfriend for two years. These lawyers are so intense. (laughs) (laughs) The mad story unfolded when Cara Clark was at work last week. She developed extreme stomach pain, which landed her in hospital on Tuesday. (coughs) The 19-year-old then learned she had an infection and would have to have her appendix removed before it burst, which she says was caused by her reluctance to break wind around her partner. The barrister, who has been with her boyfriend, Cal Duffy, 21, for two years, claims claims he was dying laughing after her efforts to hold it in had left her needing surgery. Cara from County Luth said, I do hold in my farts, but I didn't think I'd be in hospital over it. I'm pretty easy going other than the burps and the farts. 
I was at work on Tuesday and had this real extreme pain in my stomach. I went to the doctor in hysterics and he referred me straight to the hospital. I was in so much pain, I couldn't hold in my tears. At the hospital, I started blaming my boyfriend because I do always hold in my farts around him. We've been together two years and it's still the case. <laughs> Kyle was dying laughing. <laughs> Kyle was dying laughing. He honestly didn't know what to say. He said, God, people are going to think you're afraid of everything with me. But at this stage, I just have to let it out from now on. <laughs> <laughs> that was one yeah, of the better ones, right? I've been that. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Well. Well, the yeah. thing is, what do you do? You call between the devil and the rock at a hard place. You just got to go balls deep, aren't you? Just go for it. She should have done his jarred him up and sold him on eBay. Fuck me, yeah. What was she selling him for? That's, uh... Oh, I want to say £2,000, but that's... 10000 wasn't it? Was it ten grand? Come yeah. on, man. Come on, man. grand? <laughs> yeah. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Is it banter, though? <laughs> Is it banter? <laughs> That's what the sound comes out your bottom. <laughs> After your bum hole. Oh, fucking hell. Anal glands, man. Zeus. Oh, no. Oh, no. Susie Poo, the dog, is, is anal glands leaking. I thought it was just bitches. But I, it no, turns out it's boy dogs. Yeah. It's something you must do to your dogs, man. The anal glands. I know. Do you get them in the bath and squeeze them? You know what? You're a real wanker. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, he, 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 we've never bathed him. Well, he's too no, big, they, don't, right? they don't need bathing dogs, do they? Well, you yeah. should give him a bath in the summer. Nah. In fact, he did have a bath, I think, in the summer. But... If my dog comes back covered in shit after playing in the woods and stuff, yeah. I'm bathing her definitely. Absolutely. But that is, you know, that shit is there for a reason. Yeah, but I don't want it all all up in my house. <laughs> We're starting some pet plan where we have to pay £20 a month and he gets worming and uh, flea treatment and anal glands. and His anal glands are squeezed oh, every you, month. You go to the vets. The vet. Yeah, you can get them removed, you know. That's a bit... Well, that means putting them to sleep. Temporarily. Temporarily. <laughs> that means anaesthetic. That would be a general... Oh, would it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It's, it's fucking shady. Yeah, you right. shouldn't be putting dogs under unless they really need to I'm be I'm not put suggesting under. it's done, but I'm saying it's Yeah, no, I know, but... Depends how, how bad the seepage is. I remember the last operation we gave Cara, and like we felt like we had, we had to, from what the vet was telling us, and it was like, never again. Nah. Not putting her through that again. Because she was an old dog, and it was like, nah. No, no. What will be, will be now. She's had her innings. Yeah. you got to... Uh, yeah, it, I don't know, but you seem like fucking super vet. Super vet's like, yeah, hey, we're fucking so chapped, chapped the fucking leg off, put a fucking robo, <laughs> robo leg on there. It's fucking great. <laughs> What's it called? No. Dam- Damien? No. No fielding. No. No, <laughs> no. no coward. It. That's your man, weaning clubs. No fielding. No um, Edmonds, I think. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, the super vet, he, he'll just knock him out left, right and centre and they seem fine, they seem to get over it. But maybe that's young dogs. Maybe he has a, an ethic where dogs of a certain age, it's like, I don't care if... Crisis in Plotland. Yeah. <laughs> with the old <laughs> anal glands. No. <laughs> if there's a crisis in Plotland, I'm not putting him out. No, he's 
and he's right. He's a good guy. No, I'm sure he Fitzpatrick. is. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Maybe a Scottish. <laughs> Fitzpatrick is more of a Scottish name. No. I think he's definitely. No, <laughs> Fitzpatrick of the clan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> uh, yes. Do you think he's a Freemason? No. Why not? Uh, well, it's just that's just what I think. I think that he's not a Freemason. So actually, butt hunch. That's my, my butt hunch. He's showing. <laughs> right, we're gonna fuck off into the night then. Okay, yeah. is it tomorrow already? I don't know. It feels like it. Do you want to go? That's yeah, it's time to go. Are you entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? All right, well. There won't be a normal podcast next week. No. Gonna have the no. uh, could have the Easter weekend off. But there'll be a couple of um uh bonus podcasts in your feed. So that should tide you over, hopefully. Yes. And then we'll be back. Thriving, kicking, screaming, ready for the next Riding. show. Yeah. Regenerated. Yeah. I love you. Anything to add? Happy Easter. Praise Shabbat. Epstein didn't kill himself. Epic dub. Right, have a good Easter. See you later. You, you are extremely cool, guys. We're just trying to keep people safe. More lives this year than any other year for the past hundred years. I'm literally a communist. Come on, man. You don't give a fuck. Here's more from Dick Pound. I have to say, it's hard right now. Don't you take your out of Yes! Yes! Tommy Pickering! Who the fuck's that? Yeah, me! Crisis in Plotland. Jesus Christ. Come here, thank you. This show is just fucking swirling to me. Talk. What the fuck are this is such a crock of I was in the foot him uh, foot, excuse me shit let me uh, am I alright to live stream it oh, of course if you want you, oh, oh so okay so I've entered yours am I should I record on my end or are you going to give me the recording like we did last time I'm easy whatever you want you can you can do your own as a backup if you want yeah, yeah. Just, in, just in case some crashes at our end, but yeah, cool yeah. in the gang. Uh, you let me know when you start, and then 